York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? It's Jayless from Nick of Time Show here. Give you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And the Knicks lose a heartbreaker. All the way. Travel all the way to Canada. The guy got hearts broke me. Lose to the Raptors 90 to 87. A very close game. Um, we had a bunch of uh, useful stats today, but I, I, I will be remiss if I didn't start this post game without bigging up Obadiah Toppin. Who gives you a career high? Double double, nineteen points, ten rebounds, and you know a couple of turnovers. But and most importantly, twenty three minutes on the night for Obadiah Toppin. I'm hitting the gunshots. I know we lost the game, but I'm still hitting the gunshots today because I feel like we're starting to turn a corner when it comes to the coach putting together. Players that we want to see play together. So shout out to Obadiah Toppin. But at the end of the day, the Knicks did lose to the Raptors. A really heartbreaking one, um, 90 to 87. And here to take, tell you all about the stats and the facts is my man Ryan G. He's going to read you these stats for this game. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So as Jay told you, the Knicks lost 90 to 87. Um, the Knicks were led by Obi Toppin, career high, 19 points. 10 rebounds, 23 minutes off the bench, which is rare when he gets 20-plus minutes, but he showed in this game what he can do when he gets the time Amen. to prove himself. Mm -hmm. R.J. Barrett also had 19 points, 6 rebounds. Julius Reynolds double-double, 13 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. And D. Rose had 11 points. Those are the only guys in double figures. And now when we get to the um the team stats now, um, the Knicks are definitely killed on the fast break. Toronto... Yeah. Toronto outscored the Knicks on the fast break, 21 to nine, and the stats are pretty even across the board. The Knicks out rebounded them, 62, well, 55 to 48. It definitely didn't seem like that as we were, as we were yeah, watching the game. Definitely didn't, especially key yeah, moments. <laughs> exactly, but the Knicks did out rebound them, and both teams shot terrible from the field. The Knicks shot 35.8 percent. The Raptors shot 34.5 percent. The Knicks shot 26.5 percent from three. And the Raptors shot 34.3% from three. So it was a terrible shooting game. Both teams played hard on defense. But unfortunately, the Raptors were able to pull out the win. Yeah, man. Raptors pulled it out. But um, And, and here's the thing, man. I, the Knicks, we have to stop getting out to these slow starts. We have to start getting out to these slow starts. Because the Knicks, <laughs> we won every quarter. But the first quarter. 30 one to 14 at one point we were down 30 to 10 in the first quarter and the the one thing i can keep harping on is energy 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 we just did not have the energy to keep up with that first unit and again it took our second unit to get us back in this game and you can see it you can see it from the jump you can see the tail of two randalls right there was mm -hmm. people who were playing with energy. I do feel like RJ wanted it from the rip. I felt like he was playing with energy from the rip. Good plays or bad plays, I feel like he was playing with energy. Alec Burks, he did his best to do with Van Fleet. But Noel, he played with energy, but it was kind of misguided. He couldn't really um, 
he couldn't really stop the center. He was got he was, he got uh, taken advantage of a lot in that first quarter, which probably what led to Ob getting the extended minutes. Also, I feel like that first half of that um, first quarter, Randall's energy level was super low, and what made me realize it was there was a play with Vlan Vliet ran. Uh, it was a pick and roll between. Uh, between Van Fleet and I don't remember who it was, but Randall was, was the guy who was supposed to slide over and impede um, Fred from going to that basket. And Randall was straight up. He wasn't in a defensive stance. And RJ ultimately was the one who challenged Fred once he got all the way to the basket. And Tom called timeout. Kyle Tom called timeout immediately. And I kind of tweeted about it on Twitter. And at that point, I'm thinking, all right, I'm hoping he's chewing He's chewing Randall out at this point because I felt like he was he had to be held accountable for that lack of effort. And ever since then, to me, I think the effort has shown from that first unit. But ultimately, it was the second unit who really pulled things together for us, outscored the 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 Raptors' second unit forty four to ten, forty four to four in the first half. 44 to 4 in the first half. And a lot of that had to do with OB Toppin. And I like to call him right now. He played well. So Ryan today he's Obadiah. Alright? <laughs> he's he's not Obadiah. He's he's not OB. He's Obadiah today. Obadiah Toppin. Free Obadiah from now on, Tibbs. We already seen what this man can do. We already see the energy he plays. He plays with consistently. He's hungry. He wants it. Keep Obadiah on the court. <laughs> Yes, sir. And the Knicks in the first quarter, like you said, I was very disappointed because if you saw how the Raptors came out, the Raptors were flying all over the place on defense, and the Knicks are always a step behind. And that's what, and that's what allowed the Raptors to jump out to that early 20-point lead. And it seemed like once Topic, once Topic was inserted into the game, it's like the team's energy just changed. Yeah. Because Obi was doing – things on the offensive end that the other players were not doing yeah. because he was, he was moving without the ball. He was making cuts towards the basket. He was, you know, teammates were finding him D rolls quickly, etc. They were finding him for easy baskets. And sometimes when the, like sometimes when the Knicks are playing offense, it's like, there's no continuity. There's no ball movement. Sometimes it's sometimes it's just that. I feel like the Knicks offense is too predictable at right. times. And that causes teams to D up on them and lock them down. Like there has to be some, there has to be some type of ball movement, con- like consistent ball movement or people moving off the ball, cutting to the basket and things of that nature. If you just if if it's just going to be simple, dribble, 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 penetrate, then pass out, then the guy just jacks up a shot. Like that's easy to guard. Right. So. There's a lot of issues with the Knicks on offense, and if they're not going to come out with that energy on the defensive end, this is what's going to happen. Teams are going to jump out of them, then then this is going to have to bring in the second unit, then they have to play catch-up. Right, exactly, exactly. And the thing is, um, usually you, you would say, you know what, it's Randall's fault, it's Randall's fault, it's Randall's fault. Randall, I, I, I'll give – here's my olive branch, Randall. Not my olive branch. Today – um, once again, when Randall, I said this the uh, the show before, Ryan, mm-hmm. when Randall is double teamed, I do feel like the ball moves a lot more freely. Randall only shot 
took nine field goal attempts on the entire day. He passed. He got five assists on the night. A lot of those, a lot of points that were scored were hockey assists as well. But um, I also believe that even when Randall was passing, I feel like RJ was a little bit on a, on a mission today, right? RJ was a little bit on a mission and it showed. Um, but but we'll get back to RJ later. We're gonna I'm gonna get back to RJ and his play. I want to talk about Obadiah. <laughs> Obi is a three-pointer away from 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 wreaking havoc. All right, this dude's handle has improved, and th- with the way he moves combined with his handle, it's gonna make it a tough night for opposing power forwards to keep up with him. It. it so it's like that mix the handles mixed with the him hanging in the air, changing hands, mixed with the the the, the, the leak outs, mixed with the with the he with the improvisation of making layups. There's a lot, man, mixed with the mixed with Tom actually using him properly this season because I've seen Obi Toppin involved in more pick and rolls this season. Uh, this early than I have seen him all last season. Uh, all those things together is just making it so that Obadiah can really have a breakout year if this man is given minutes. Free Obadiah, damn it. I, I started the free dot movement. I'm officially free Obi. Free Obadiah. God damn it. Let this man run free he deserves it every time he plays well he's been cut short today was different today was different the first time listen the game before ryan mm-hmm. is the first time i saw obadiah actually play with randall in the second quarter he usually says it for the he usually says it for the second half when things are going wrong today he he let him leash let him loose in that first half he played i think 14 minutes i think he put almost 14 minutes in that first half and I was like, oh, this is this is his, his season's average right now. <laughs> this is his season <laughs> average. And then in the in the second half, he shows out, man. He just completely shows out, man. What can you say about Oba? I don't know if I said it all. If you want to say more, well, go ahead. I'll go. Just, <laughs> yeah, I'll just add like a little something, something to it. So with Obi now, because here's the thing with the Knicks. Often within the first unit, it's like they lack energy when they start games. And when Obi's inserted into the game along with guys like Quickly, et cetera, they insert a different type of energy right. into the lineup, and that's what helps them get back into games. And even though Obi, like, okay, we know Obi has his flaws, right? Obi is still, his jumper is still broken. Yep. And that's the only thing that's really stopping him at the moment because you have to, re- you have to remember, too, like, even though he played good this game, there was a stretch in the fourth quarter where the Raptors were just leaving him open at three, right. making him take the three-pointer. And he was, I think one was like an air ball, and he bricked the other two. So that's still an issue with Obi's game, where if Obi can get that straightened out, he's going to be a beast on the offensive end for the Knicks. Right. But it's coming to a point now where it's like the Knicks need energy on the court. And Obi provides that energy along with quickly Rose and other guys that come off the bench. And, I think that it's, going to, it's coming to a point now where it's like if the first unit is not coming out with that energy, 
I feel like Thibs has to make earlier substitutions in the game. Absolutely. Like he can, he he cannot allow the Knicks to slip into a hole, and then expect the second unit to continuously like break him out of that hole. Absolutely. That, and it, it baffles me why he doesn't give guys like Grimes a chance off the bench. Like he's definitely short of his rotation because if you look at the stats, it's a nine man rotation. Right. He, he pretty much, you know, since Kemba got benched. This is like after ten man rotation. I'm going to a nine man rotation. Right. And and that's the only flaw I see with Thibs. Like, even though yes, some rookies he does play. Like he did play quickly last year, but I don't know other rookies. He don't he don't really be given a chance. And I feel like the Knicks need some type of like energy boost on the court. And if you have guys on the bench that can provide an energy boost, you're gonna have to either earlier substitutions or you have to give some of these guys on the bench a chance, like Grimes, etc. Where you know these young guys are hungry. Right. If you put them on the court, they're going to play with that energy and help the team. So, I agree with you. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Um, here's here's the thing with the Kemba. Here's the thing with Kemba being subbed out. Um, well, first and foremost, I'll say this: for Evan Fournier really didn't see time once that second unit came in in that second quarter. Um, so he's definitely paying attention to to the effort and and what's happening on the on the court. And you can see when you can start to see it starting to affect him because now when Evan got back into the game today, he was playing defense. I was like, who is this? I never seen. Where is this Evan? The start of the third quarter, the first unit made a push. And Evan seems like there's a switch in his brain that actually he can play defense. He actually plays passing lanes and transition defense pretty well when he's engaged. And <laughs> but he has to be engaged. So good call by Tom to do that. Secondly, by shortening shorten it to a nine-man rotation, I do want. I definitely want to see Grimes. I definitely want to see Grimes, especially when Evan is is not giving us his best Evan. But I I will say, it is kind of helping RJ get going because RJ is starting to see more burn with that second unit, and to me, RJ is best is is best served going downhill and running. That's like that. He's been pretty good. In transition buckets even though he hasn't really been good in finishing so i like seeing rj run with that second unit that's a pro of him shortening the the uh, rotation although it does hurt not to see grimes out there hitting threes when we need when we need it for sure um um and but and also too the, the ob energy is something that we you you definitely hit the nail on the head he has definitely provided energy for this team and he's outplayed Noel at center a lot of the times, even though Tom, he, he's kind of structured in a way where he likes to keep his, uh, he likes to keep that shot blocking center. And today I, I actually like that. He, 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 um, he said, you know what? Screw that. I'm going small. And it, it worked for large portions of time. And when, and when Toppin starts to hit threes, it's going to really uh, benefit us. And, you know what, Ryan? I'm 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 gonna show you some stats real quick because I'm gonna show you some Randall plus minus two man stats because a lot of it, a lot has been made about Kemba Walker, right? And and Julius Randall having a really bad net rating, and that's absolutely true. But if you're looking at um the pairings, Randall and Kemba, negative thirteen point five. Julius Randall, Derrick Rose, that's positive. Uh, plus plus four point nine. Julius Randall, he made it quickly, positive. 1.9. Alec Burks, um, better than Kemba. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, a, a little better. A little, a little better than Kemba. 
and, and I'm still for the move. Even though the the numbers say that, I'm still for the move. I'm still I'm still for the move. Oddly, but look at look at the bottom right there, Ryan. Look at the bottom right there, Ryan. The ignored stat. Julius Randle Obi Toppin plus nine point two. The proof is in the pudding. Men lie, women lie. Numbers don't. Well, they lie sometimes. But in this case, <laughs> in this case, I feel like the numbers are showing that we need to give this pairing a chance a lot more. That's what yes, I'm... especially. Oh, my for you're still talking? No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I was saying especially against a team like the Toronto Raptors because the Toronto Raptors don't really, don't really have a legit big man. The, the Raptors play small. So against a team like the Raptors, Obi and Julius Randle can definitely be effective against that against a team with that type of lineup exactly absolutely absolutely and then, and when we have these and they have a lot of tall lanky kind of awkward guys too and to combat that when you, you if we can outquick them which is what we actually started to do then we can really start to make some moves and, and make some damage and make some damage right but it's like it's, it's a pro and a con to that right because like you said at the end of the game I'm gonna talk about the end of the game, Ryan. Did you notice the, the lineup at the end of the game? If I can recall, um, it was Randall. It was Randall, um, R.J. Barrett, Burks. Wait, Fournier was inserted. It was inserted like towards the end for that last play, right? He wasn't really playing, right? Or was right. he? It was. It was. Uh, it was Randall. Yeah. Randall Barrett. Randall Barrett, Derrick Rose, yeah, Fournier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Randall Barrett, Derrick Rose, Fournier, and was it Burks? Was it Burks? Randall Barrett, Derrick Rose, Fournier, and I think it might have been Burks. I think it might have been Burks. Yeah, I, I could have thought I saw Burks. In there yeah, way. I think it might have been Burks. But the point is, again, the Knicks went small. I, I'm like I'm liking Tom taking chances and going small, even though it kind of burnt us because, you know, you said it earlier, Ryan, that we missed some key rebounds that led to a three. I do like the offensive flexibility that it gave us, you know, because I I do like how we're actually having a guy in Derrick Rose who can make plays for himself and others being more involved in closing games. I do feel like at the three-minute mark, we started to run pick-and-roll Derrick Rose and Randall. And I feel like that's something we could have been doing a lot more often. And it ended up getting a, a few easy baskets for Randall. And and that's what I want for Randall. I want Randall not to have to work so hard in ISO situations posting up, but just have him going downhill. Because if you remember, Ryan, when Randall was on the Lakers... The, and he was the one man bandit on the Lakers. He was like unstoppable. <laughs> he was unstoppable once he was going downhill, going to his left hand. No one could stop that dude. Yeah. So if we get him going downhill a lot more, uh, especially at the end of game situations, and actually involve some more playmaking from other people, I think you know that might be a formula for us to win. What do you think yeah. about that? Mm. Um, I mean, I definitely would like Randall to score more in the paint, which I think he's been doing. Like, he's not, you know, standing outside of the three-point line as often as he did right. earlier in the season. Like, he is trying to mix it up and 
drive to the basket more and you know if he sees a double team try to pass it out more and things of that nature um to me the only issue i see with randall is that sometimes randall has trouble reading game situations like i mean well not game situations but reading the defense because he does like like for example in the second quarter the raptors were playing him well because remember when the knicks caught up and i think the knicks probably tied the game i believe and then like the next couple of plays Randall turned the ball over and he like he didn't notice how the Raptors were playing him because he didn't recognize that every time he drove to the basket the Raptors would kind of stop his progress with like right. two people and then like another guy would come from behind right and and, and rip him it was and, a flame Fred Van Vliet Fred Van Vliet yeah <laughs> yeah I, yeah like Fred it ripped them either I don't know if he ripped them both times or it was one or two times but like Randall didn't recognize how the Raptors were playing him and that led to easy baskets for the Raptors. So with Randall, it's like, it's really hit or miss with Randall. Like, Randall, sometimes Randall plays good. He recognizes the double teams, and he passes the ball out, and it finds the right person who's open. Like, like there, was, there was sequences within the third quarter where when the Knicks were making their comeback and really trying to stick with the Raptors, where he was reading the defense well and passing the ball around and the Knicks were able to find that open guy. But then there were other times, like I said, in the second quarter where he wasn't reading the defense well and the Raptors stripped him for that. So at the moment, it's like you have to play through Randall because who else the Knicks are going to really play through with, within, you know, within that first unit? It has to be Randall. Right. But like I said, with Randall, it's hit or miss. It's like sometimes he plays really good in the game, reads the defense well and makes the right pass. And then other times he doesn't read the game well or doesn't read the defense well and then – you know he he messes up. Yo, it's one of those things right now where I feel like, um, I feel like he's doing. You know what's funny to me? He still he's his his effort is maddening to me, but I feel like I'm starting to see some improvement from with his playmaking. I mean, he had three turnovers today, um, and it's it's incremental improvement. But I, I'm start I feel like I'm starting to see some improvement from his playmaking, and I think he's starting to make certain passes faster. There was one play that stood out to me was Randall was Randall like had a, a quick touch pass to D Rose in the corner as D Rose was cutting and I'm looking at this going this is like the quickest I've seen him break down like a defensive situation an off defensive situation and I don't remember I don't really remember seeing Randall even attempt a lot of touch passes so I'm starting to see that I started to see there was an instance a few games ago where he drove baseline and did like a wraparound pass to a cutter. There's certain things I'm starting to see from him that I didn't see from him last year, and it's encouraging. Um, because it seems like now that Kimba's out, we we're going to have to lean on him more to make more plays. That seems okay. That's like that's the decision we've made. The decision we made now is like Kemba's going, uh, Alec Burks is not the traditional point guard, so we're going back to last year, point Randall. Yeah. And he's going to have to get better for us to get better. And shoot, I mean, listen, uh, who, who what's the name? My man from the Bucks did it. Uh, <laughs> Who's Giannis? Giannis, Giannis became a start, started to become a better playmaker. Um, so Randall, you're gonna have to start to do it as well, and that's gonna be our, our path to victory for me. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, just to counter your point about Randall making the quicker decisions, I think I know why he was making the quicker decisions. Because he got, he, I think he got kind of worried because how the Raptors were stripping him from behind. Mm. So he didn't want to, he didn't really want to dribble and wait to see what would happen. 
So I feel like he's the, he he just made a choice like you know what I'm gonna make the quick decision rather than you know dribble and see you know what defense they throw at me. So it's kind of like you know not waiting for the defense to dictate what he does. He's gonna dictate what he does before the defense comes. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and he, and he should, and he should. All right, and you know what? Shout out to everybody who's rocking with the KOT show. If you're liking the show so far, please hit that like and subscribe button. Shout out to Philip Ross. Uh, shout out to my mods, Chris Alexander, Rich Jim, um, D Nice, uh, Tell him Alejandro, Tyrone Lou, repping old school. Everybody else is rocking with the KOT show. Um, I know there's a caller up. First caller up, I see you, Jr. Let us know what your name is, where you're from, and what do you want to talk about. Hey, what's going on, son? This is JR from the Bronx. What's going on? Um, I'm just gonna keep it short and sweet, man. Honestly, man, um, you guys are spot on as usual. Um, man, Julius Randle is by far our best player, man. I'm seeing all over the place on this trade Randle nonsense. He he can't do much, man. Like if you look up, if you look at like what's around him right now, I mean, RJ really disappointed me tonight. I thought he was gonna. I thought he was yeah. on the upswing. Um, he goes to Toronto, his hometown, man. You know, he had a thousand people there, man, to watch him go five to sixteen, man. It's like it's like everyone likes to point out Randall's flaws, and he has flaws. He's not perfect. By no means is he a perfect player. But man, he he's done everything. Like like I think we've seen everything from Randall. We've seen him chuck shots. We've seen him be passive. We've seen right. him. He's trying to win. He's trying. Anyone who's saying that he's not trying to win, man, doesn't know what doesn't know what they're looking at. It's like they and and I don't. Know, I'm sure you guys noticed Leon and Wesley sitting right there behind behind Tibbs. And and Leon's body language was horrible to me. I saw him hang his head multiple times. And I hope I hope that going through customs, going all the way to Canada, I, I hope that all this sunk in that he that that that, that he took this game in. And he actually saw and felt because we deserve better. Like, Jay Ellis, we deserve better than this. We've yeah. seen way too much garbage Nick teams, and and we deserve better than this, man. That's all I'm going to say, man. Yo, guys, keep doing the hard work. I, I wish the Knicks brought it consistently. Like, yeah, like like you guys bring it consistently. Like, they need <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I appreciate what you guys do, man. I see what you guys do, man. Y'all have a good night, all right, man? All right. Salute all right, man. Thanks. Salute to my guy, JR, man. Thanks for, thanks for calling in, man. Uh, yeah, if you like the show, please like and subscribe. And also, Super Chats are welcome. Helps to keep the lights on. All right, cool. Um, yeah, man. I have have heard, like, a lot of trade Randall talk recently, especially with the Sabonis thing happening. But it's funny. I, I do. He's not the perfect guy. He's not the first option. But he's not trash either. Like, he's, I feel like it's. I feel like some of the stuff is a little bit overblown, and I have my, I call out Randall when he's playing crappy. I I call out and I praise him when he's playing well. I think the truth is not you know what I've really been seeing on Nick's Twitter. I think it's, it's he's not the worst, he's not the best, he's just fringe. <laughs> <laughs> he's fringe, and sometimes the hate comes because he's not an all star, but he's fringe. He's, he's fringe. But let's, let's talk about R.J. Barrett's game today. Because I do like the game plan that the coach laid out for R.J. Whenever Fred Flamvliet was on him, he posted him. And that's something I liked. But also, we saw R.J. kind of struggle. Um, he hit some shots. He missed some shots. 
he was a little bit up and down. What did you think of RJ's game today, man? Well, yeah, RJ did have up and down game. Um, a lot. It could be it could be attributed to the fact that he was back home in Toronto and he had like what what he said he had a thousand people in the stands watching him. So it could be. <laughs> so I'm when. You know, when you're back home and you have so many people watching you, sometimes you put a lot of pressure on yourself to, to perform, and sometimes you might overdo it a little, or you might, you know, or the nerves might get to you, and you might not perform up to your ability. But yeah, I mean, RJ, he had an up and down game. Um, it wasn't necessarily a good game. It wasn't necessarily a bad game, even though he didn't shoot that. He even though he didn't shoot too well. You know, RJ. You know, um, to me. I, I just say it was a it was an off game. RJ wasn't the reason why the Knicks lost. RJ wasn't the reason why the Knicks won. It was just one of those games where it's like, you know, RJ was just there. He did a few positive things, you know, a few negative things. You know, just it was just an average game to me for RJ. It was one of those games where, all right, three point shooting for RJ, two for seven, twenty eight percent from three. Five from sixteen, thirty-one percent from the field. The aggressiveness, the aggressiveness was there. Sometimes a little bit too much, right? Because I remember there was one time crucial in the fourth quarter. The Knicks are moving the ball, swing, swing, swing. Game is on the line. One more pass to Evan Fournier at the top of the key, who's been the guy. You know, he was actually hitting his threes for for a certain point. Um, what was what was, what was Evan Fournier? Three for seven for three, forty-two percent. One more pass, Evan would have had an open three. That could have been a different look. RJ chooses to drive on like two people. <laughs> so I, I feel like there were certain decisions he made where he felt like I, he I he wanted it because he was in Canada and he was trying to get his. But I feel like he wanted it a little bit too much, like a little bit too much, and. There were certain shots, though, that were just right there in and out. They had a couple of nice open looks that were just straight up in and out. And it happened sometimes. And I I wish those would drop. But to me, it's like we, you just got to make the right decisions at the right times. And I, I, I kind of try, try to harp with the younger guys on decision making more than shot making. Even though at this point, I feel like the shot should be falling a little bit more. <laughs> but I wish he made a couple of better decisions today. Um... But I'm hopeful that it starts to turn around. I'm going to pull up some. Do I have the RJ stats loaded up? Let's see. Do I have my RJ stats loaded? Here we go. RJ's kind of having to look at at it right now. Um, RJ's uh, three-point percentage has dropped from 41% to 35%. Mid-range has dropped from 34 to 29%. Mid-range RJ. And, um, you know, the... The effective field goal percentage hasn't been the same as well. This is only incrementally better. He's he's not finishing at the rim well this season. Uh, he started off with at the top of the league and finishing at the rim like around seventy four percent. Now that's dropped dramatically. So we kind of need a little bit more from RJ. We we need we need a consistent second guy, and I like the aggression that we've shown, but I I still need the decision making to be better. And I still need the finishing to be better. And um, I need the defense to pick up. Today, the defense was there. He didn't get beat off the dribble like he did the last game. But I need all that for RJ in general. Yeah, and and basically what you said is the reason why I said it was 
like I can't, like I can't say he had a good game. I can't say he had a bad game because, like you said, like he was playing good on defense. the The energy was there. It's just that you know, he just didn't perform that great on offense. And and when a player you know performs good on one side of the ball and the other side of the ball, he's not as effective. It's hard. It's hard for me to say that he had a he had a bad game because he actually showed up on one side of the floor. And like you said. A lot of it was decision making. You know, sometimes he made the right decision, sometimes he made the wrong decision. You know, sometimes he made the right move but just didn't hit the shot. Like, you know, it happens. Right. So to me, yeah. So to me, it's like he had an average game. But I do agree with you when you said that the Knicks do need a legit second option because, at the moment, it's just Randall and friends. Yeah. And there's nobody else popping up where it's like it's a legit second option where you could depend on them to score as, as well. It's pretty much hit or miss with everybody and. Yeah, the Knicks need somebody to step up besides Randall. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely need somebody to step up besides Randall. And I'm it's been it's been my turn, your turn between him, RJ Barrett and Evan Fournier. I'm cool with having Barrett be that guy as long as the rules are defined. I just feel like the teams the teams I feel like the team is just ultimately just gonna work better if the rules are more defined on who's gonna get the shots and where. You know what I mean? So um we might have to just grow through it because he does have parts of his game that can still be grown. He can still be a good distributor when he wants to be. He can still be a defender when he's locked in. We just He just needs to get the reps, and he needs to be – I feel like if he's depended on more, maybe he'll step up more if he, if he knows where his shots are going to come from um, in general. Um, also, what I want to talk about, Mitchell Robinson, man. Mm-hmm. Mitch, Mitch today only played 18 minutes, but I kind of like this 18 minutes. Yeah, he was effective to me today. Um, he didn't play bad today. Mitchell Robinson had a good game. I just feel like Dibs went to the smaller lineup because the Raptors played small. Right. So he just wanted to battle small with small. But overall, I thought Mitch had a good game. He definitely had a better game than Noel. I'll say that much. Oh, yeah. Noel was... Ooh. Bruh. No- yeah. <laughs> Noel. I mean, ultimately, Ryan, we could thank Noel for more Obi because Noel was thinking up the place, all right? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. It, it was definitely bad. I mean, I saw him try to fight in that second. He had, like, a nice rotation in the third quarter that led to the comeback when he, when he like, switched out on the three-point shot. I was like, okay, I see you a little bit. But ultimately, um, he opened the door. His play opened the door for Obi, and that's all I have to say about Noel. But Mitch, Mitch in general... Um, he only played 18 minutes, but it seems like I'm starting to see more signs of life with his activity level. You know, um, he, the two block shots were, were nice. The the running the floor was nice. Derrick Rose actually missed him for a lob when he was wide open. The the offensive rebounds too were also nice, and it just seems like he he just a lot more active. And I think I know he said he's lost some weight since like uh, he's lost some weight recently. And if it keeps trending that way, maybe we'll start to see a little bit more of an active Mitch moving forward. Yeah. And I just I do want to give Mitch credit for this, because in this game, he was out of the three point shooter. Yep. He he definitely defended the three point line this game. and And we know early in the season, Mitch has been struggling with guarding the three so i do want to give mitch credit right there as well yeah i believe you and i see guys in the chat mitch got stuffed mitch got stuffed he sucked okay it, it sucked that he got stuffed that was that was bruh yeah it was bad that was bad but you know overall though we had more good plays than bad 
And in that situation, exactly. <laughs> in that situation, a shot clock running down, boom bang play. Like I don't really blame him. I mean, it happens sometimes. I mean, come on, Nate Robinson blocked Yao Ming, so we gonna say Yao Ming is trash because he got blocked by Nate Robinson? Like, come on, man. <laughs> exactly. So I'm, I, 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 I don't, I'm, I'm not with you on that, guys. I'm not with you on that. There's, there's games where Mitch has been bad and he's looked out of shape and stuff. I feel like, uh, I feel like I like, I like Mitch's game today for sure, for sure. Um, Alec Burks too. Alec Burks. This is a game, man. With, with a couple of people just hit shots. Alec Burks has been really good for us lately. Four points for Alec. Wait, four? No, wait, wait, wait. wait. One, one point. One point for Alec Burks. Bruh. Yeah, my man was zero for seven today, man. <laughs> one point for Alec Burks. Uh, today was not the, the the Burks that we've seen. I saw a graphic the other day that said he's like leading the NBA in pull up threes. And he's been shooting pretty well lately, but today was just not the game. It's just, <laughs> it, it just wasn't it. Decent defense on 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 Fran Fleet though. Fran Fleet scored, but he scored. He didn't really score efficiently. So I do give him that. But um, yeah, nothing. Not really nothing. Anything from Alec Burks for me today. Yeah, you do pay thirty six minutes at one point. Yeah, I mean it's, it's very it's very un Burks like, but. Sheesh, to score one point in thirty six minutes—that's uh right, woo. right. But like the plus minus, man, that plus minus, like he has—he's a negative one, which is crazy. <laughs> it's just, exactly, and that's the thing because it's, it's the defense, man. It's the defense. The negative, like he had an impact, and he just wasn't scoring. Like they played him really well. He, this little floater game thing wasn't working. Um, usually when he's not hitting that floater, he's at least going to the line and drawing fouls. You know, he's one of the pretty good at drawing fouls in general. Didn't I don't think he really got to the free throw line today. Yeah, one of two. So it just it just wasn't his night. It just yeah. wasn't his night. And Derrick Rose, man, Derrick Rose too. Like everybody had weird shooting games. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, it was that Raptors defense though. I give the Raptors credit. Raptors play really good defense. They really like they really fly. Right on the defensive end, and it made it tough on a lot of Knicks players to get their offense going. Yeah, now absolutely, and I, I said it on Twitter too. These Raptors are long pause, right? <laughs> 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 right, if you watch these Raptors, every t- I've seen his last game too. Derrick Rose shots is definitely affected by those closeouts because they close out, they close out hard all the time, and they can scratch man, they can they can definitely scratch their knees. Without bending, like all half that roster, the only short guy there is Van Vliet, and everybody else is, is like, "What kind of monster drinks are you sipping? Where y'all limbs are just that long compared to your body? It's it's tough, and you really can only you can only match that with energy level consi- energy level and athleticism consistently. So that's yeah. that's why um that's a lot of reason why the way the shooting was the way it was. Except for R- I feel like RJ had some clean looks. But a lot of times they were really challenging our jump shooters for real. Mm. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Mm-hmm. A shout out. I see we got a oh wait, Stan. Okay, we got a caller up. Shout out to Stan Novak. Stan, let us know where you're from, your name, and what do you want to talk about? Oh, Jay, Stan Novak from uh, Town of Warwick, Orange County. Stan Novak, Novak, 
Polish name. W's pronounced V. So no wax. I've been on before with you. Yes, yeah. yes, I remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the- okay. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to ask both. Oh, hey, Aaron, how are you? Uh, I, can, I can see on the right side of my my phone. Listen, guys, um, have either one of you ever put together? Uh, and and this and you'll see where I'm going with this in a minute. Okay. Ever put together a PTA team, a JV team, anything like that? No, nope. no, I have not. None, not yet. <laughs> okay. I hope to. <laughs> I have. I have. I, I, I coach six six years PTA. I coach JV for six years. This is what you do. You, you look at the players that 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 you you pick the best athletes and then you arrange them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now let me ask you a, uh, another question. How tall was Larry Bird? Isn't he like six? He's tall guy. Eight, six, nine? Six, nine. Right. Six foot nine. Playing what position? Small Small forward. forward. Mm -hmm. Right. How tall is Julius Randle? Six foot eight. Playing power forward. Obi Toppin, six foot nine. Okay. Can jump through. Well, can can jump right up to the... uh, to, to the top of uh, Madison Square Garden. You know I'm where I'm going with this. Uh, so you got why can't Julius Randle in the shape that man is in? Okay, which is like the Hulk um, <laughs> and sprints back. You tell me that man can't guard a small forward. Put a center in between them. <laughs> Has anybody ever thought of this? You know, I mean, I know it's been done in basketball before. Okay, I mean, you, you, you know, you, 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 what? I mean, you don't have a six-eight power forward. Uh, we we had a guy by the name of Carmelo Anthony. We had a big uh, at six foot seven playing small forward. We had um, Amari Stoudemire. What was he? Six eleven, six ten. When he was uh, healthy for uh, you know like nine months, he played power forward. And we had a, we had a center. Okay, okay. That's your front line. That's your starting front line. Assuming that Mitch, you know, doesn't have a boo boo. Then then you put in uh, then then you put in then you put in Nerlens. Assuming he has a boo boo, then you got to start Taj. Okay, uh, your back line. Who who are your two best penetrators, best ball handlers on this team? Derek Name them. They're going to come out of your mouth. Rose IQ. Yeah. Rose IQ. D Rose and IQ. Start IQ. Let let D Rose, you know, take the Metamucil for the first six to eight minutes and get a, get his get himself going. Uh, uh, and then when he's ready, he's ready. That's your starting lineup, and let and let R J Barrett play his natural position, which he played at at Duke, which is uh, the the two. Okay, that's what you do. Uh, and, and 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 you can't tell me that's not going to work. This is why you lost against the Pacers. The Pacers outsized you. Yeah. Sabonis has got what two to three inches 
on uh, on um, vertically, not widthwise, but vertically on on Julius. That's why. And Julius it can shoot the three. Obi, if you want, can shoot the three. Why hasn't anybody thought of this? Tibbs, come on. You're thinking out of the box. Get a bigger box. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and think outside of it. Now, okay, all right, right, Stan, all right. Yeah, yeah, you you bring up a good point. Okay, uh, Obi, what what did Obi go for today? 19 points? 19 and 10. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And nineteen and ten, yeah, double double. Right. And 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 where and where does he play? On the bench. No, that man's a starter. That man's a starting four. Julius is is at the perfect height that he can. Um, uh, let me let me stop preaching here. Let me calm down a little bit here, because uh, uh, Julius is at the perfect height that he could guard a Kawhi Leonard. You know, mm. Kawhi's. You know, okay. And so, and who do you bring in? And who do you bring in to 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 take over? Uh, if you want to keep the same type of lineup, you got this Jericho Sims guy who uh, you go back a year, mm, not that much worse than than Obi Toppin was a year ago. And Jericho Sims can stand underneath the basket. Yeah. And jump up straight and hit his nose on the rim. Let him play power. Let Evan, since he's a 55% shooter from the corner three, let him play. Uh, let him come in and uh, either either play him at guard, uh, you know, or um, actually play him at small forward just for that inch of height, just, just for the illusion of defense. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Why is this interesting? This is basic basketball. <laughs> you know what? No, and and, and you and and you and 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 you've got uh and then you've got of course uh, your guards um well you got to put D-Rose and and you and you start Burks in the backcourt. Or you take Burks who's got a wider body and can and and can play that small forward. And you flip them around and do just what Team France does with Evan Fournier, make him the starting shooting guard. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. There's a lot to unpack right there. There's a lot to unpack. Um, Well, you got you got a you got a backup, and then you got Taj. Right. I mean, you got a backup in 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 and you got and you and you got Taj. The only guy that's coming into that lineup new. New is Jericho Sims. Everybody else has played. Right. Okay. Here, here's what I'll say about. Here's what I'll say. All right. Um, once upon a time, I definitely was against Julius Randle even remotely playing in three because I just felt like he has the he has the athleticism to actually play three, but he he just his his energy level and his focus wanes. So I felt more I felt more confident in him playing the four because I feel like not every four is a stretch four. And he, he doesn't have to close out consistently. And with the threes, you're going to have to close out a lot more consistently with, with uh, the guys who guard who play three than four. Um, so th- that's one thing. Um, I do feel like he can. It's, it's, just, it's just maybe more spot minutes than, than starting minutes because I just I – just, 
it's just a lot for him to do that. I I think. Two. The second thing I'll say. So? I mean, you. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. School. The second thing is, I. To me, in my mind, I would like because Evan Fournier seems to need the ball to be motivated to play all the time. I would actually like to just go through RJ and have him touch the board and actually start grinds. But I know that's not going to work politically because Evan Fournier is being paid for, uh, what, 17, how much million dollars a year for three years? And we can't afford to have him on the bench. $78 million. We paid, we paid, uh, we paid a a man and we paid um, D Rose, what, 43 million for three years. It's not. It's not what you. It's not what you get paid for. It's what you produce. Right, but we we're not going. We're not going to be able to bench Evan Fournier, no matter what. The reason we even pretend to bench to bench Kemba is because Kemba is not even making that much money, and he's a two year contract. If, to, for us to do that for Fournier, that's that's going to be a lot for us to to do because like it's pretty much saying that he's not the worth the contract almost, and it, it kind of. It kind of messes. It kind of messes with our chem. It kind of messes with the locker room a little bit, and it also messes with his value a little bit to have him come off the bench. So even putting, even though you would put RJ back at his natural position at the two, it would still kind of cause other problems for us. Because, just just because Evan Fournier is coming off the bench. <laughs> mm, yeah, I I don't think Evan Fournier would care. <laughs> you don't Frankly, think so? Okay. That that sec that second unit. A lot of times finishes games, or at least part of it does. Right. Tips keep saying they're interchangeable. Show me. I've, did you see the game where Evan Fournier was powerful because he didn't, back in, he didn't get back in the game in the fourth quarter? I think that man cares. <laughs> Personally. Well, you know, then, then why did we get him? We got him to be a starter, but he's, just, he's he's he hasn't been consistent yet. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna have to hope that that man gets consistent <laughs> at some point to get a, to get any use out of him. Either either him staying here or trading him later on. So, <laughs> so we can't go with a full big lineup because of Evan Fournier. I don't I, think he's that selfish a guy. I think he wants to play, but if he, I think if Tip sits him and you know, hey. Um, with with J.R. Smith, I mean, it took a lot to convince J.R. Smith that, you know, you're going to be the sixth man of the year, but, you know, go back then. Right. I, I think I think you could – I think I think you can get away with doing stuff like that in, like, minute, like limited minutes, but not to start. I feel, I feel like you can get away with doing I, that without ruffling I, feathers if you do it for, like, a five, like a five, ten-minute stint. Fine, so do it for five or ten minutes to see if it works. Yeah, um, I just want to throw in something right quick, too. Um, you know what? I think Nick's at a point now where it wouldn't hurt to try something new. Mm-hmm. The only the only thing I have about that lineup is just the fact that the way the bat, way basketball is played nowadays, because to me, I, I feel like that's an old-school lineup, because even with Carmelo Anthony, like, yeah, we had – there's a time where we had Chandler – at center, and then we had um, Amari at power forward, and then we had Melo at small forward. But at the same time, as as you know, Melo got older. Melo was shifted to the four because he couldn't really guard threes anymore. So Melo had to so for a time with the Knicks, Melo also played the four as well. And I feel like with the way threes are nowadays, 
and the way teams are playing basketball nowadays, I'm not sure if that big lineup would be successful like that for the Knicks. It, it, it would depend on who the Knicks play. You know what I mean? So well, exactly, and and against big lineups, you, you're almost guaranteed a struggle, if not a loss. So there's there's nothing that says you can't shift the lineup or shift their minutes. Right. Definitely shift the minutes for sure. I feel like Randall's been playing too much minutes in certain times when he looks gassed. Uh, like um, tonight, he seemed fine though. But like the game before, I felt like he should have been pulled, the plug should have been pulled on him the game before because he just looked just lackadaisical. But I, I do Let's believe he should, should shift the minutes. Go ahead. Go ahead. What you say? Let's put it this way: uh, Julius Randall is, is not is not um, um, a Carmelo Anthony four because Carmelo went to the four when he was in his thirties. Julius is what twenty six, mm-hmm. and uh, and and Obi's what twelve. So I mean, you know, um, <laughs> it's so. Um, Are you still there? Hello. Yeah, I'm still here. I just didn't hear what you said. I'm sorry, JL. Oh no, I wasn't. I wasn't smoking. I was just listening to you. Oh, okay. Um, well, then there's a delay. No, I would. I would try that. I would try that lineup against a big squad. Mm-hmm. If they're gonna go big, if we're gonna go small, well, we know how to play small because that's what we're playing now. Right. But if 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 we got a team that that's big. Work on it in practice so you can implement it. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's worth a try. It's, it's it's certain things are worth a try, man. And I do feel more comfortable that he can play more three than I thought in the last year than I've seen him play in other years. But he just has to be motivated. And I also feel like the well, he the minutes has to be cut to, to, to chase threes around because he's gonna exude a lot more energy chasing threes. But I I do feel like on the other side of the ball though, he can punish threes. <laughs> yeah, but can you imagine the front line rebounding you have with those three guys? Yeah. Yeah, second shot, second shot, second shots. Right. It, it, it just really depends on the three-point teams that have a good three-point shooter. Because like I said, Julius Randle's closeouts is not always the best. Um, that might be the issue. So I, I think it, it could work on certain teams for sure. It could work on certain teams for sure. And the rebounding would, should definitely right. be better. Mm. All right, you guys take care. All right. Hey, you too. Thank you for the call. Thank you for the call, man. Thank right. you for the for the ideas. I uh, shout to Stan Nowak, second time caller. He sounded disappointed that I wasn't all the way on board. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Nah, J. Ellis, that was it. He made I mean, some good points, though. I'm like, he made some he good did. points. He made some good he points. Did. And and I feel like what the Knicks are right now, it's like, why not try something new? Because what what we're doing at the moment is not working. So it's like, you know, if if there's a new if there's a new idea out there, just try it. Let's see what happens. I agree with you, but you know, Tom's Tom um Tibbs has a system, man. He talked about this before. His system is this: he's going to try certain lineups out for a certain amount of time, collect the data, and if everything is working out, if if people are playing with energy, if the play plan is executed correctly. Um, he's going to see what the results of, of that data, and then he'll move on. So, um, I think that's and I think that's exactly what's happening right now with the small ball lineup. We're starting to see Obi play a lot more small ball with, with Randall, 
And I think that's going to be a move going forward for, for at least for the next 10 to 20 games. I feel like this is going to be the experiment that Tom um, Pana plays with. And if this if this goes correctly and we start to win more games, I think we'll go to this more. And if OB starts to hit more threes, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Of course. <laughs> that's the one thing that's missing from his game because teams see that he can't hit the threes, so they back off they back off on him, but anyhow, he starts hitting the three, and guys have to actually guard him at the three-point line. Woo! It's going to be a wrap. Boop! Man, listen. It's a Rizzy, man. Obadiah is going to conquer if this man starts it in threes at the rate I think he can, man. Free Obadiah, damn it. And here's the thing <laughs> about Obadiah, right? Here's the thing. Oh, okay, okay. I I, I see you, Fritz. And here's and I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the free throws, man. The way the rate at which Obadiah is hitting free throws. I took talk about the indicators here on this show. He's hitting those free throws at a high rate. And it should translate to those three-point shots, man. He, he just has to get a lot more comfortable. And the more comfortable he gets and the more confidence he starts to shoot that with, the better it's going to be for us. I, I think he'll start hitting. It was a good, it was a good sign that he was left open. And that he was actually shooting them. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think he would have done that before. So keep shooting. Just like Dory. They're going to fall eventually. Yeah, they're exactly. Gonna fall eventually. They're going to throw her drench. Just like Dory says, just keep swimming. Uh, OB, just keep shooting. All right? <laughs> <laughs> all right, next caller up. And stand, man. Call back, man. Don't get discouraged. Just cause if I don't like you, if I'm not. I do like your ideas. I do feel like. It's something worth a try. So don't don't be discouraged, Stan. I like I like how I like when you call in. All right, next caller up. We have uh he says, Gon Gons. I think it's Gons. Yeah, I think it's Gons. Yeah, hi. Can you hear me? Yep. Yes, we can. Yeah, so I have three quick points. One is uh Tom Tiberio needs to get the hell out of New York City. Whoa. He doesn't he doesn't belong there because this is twenty twenty one and we need like new chrome extension to see the dislikes on youtube likewise we don't need the internet explorer which is known as tom table so that's the first point <laughs> the second yeah. point is mix uh, fans don't need to worry about uh Steph curry beating the record in their uh game because i feel that he's going to break the record next game versus the warriors in the home of the real warriors franchise which is philadelphia Okay. And the third point is, I feel that OKC has three lineups. So this is like a NBA thing. OKC has three lineups. Mm-hmm. One is the now lineup. One is the future lineup, and the other is the Plan B lineup, who are all in high school right now. So that's all I'd like to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Legendary call. Oh, thank you for the call. Thank that was you for the call, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, that was a legendary <laughs> get in, get out call. Facts. He called. He called Tom Internet Explorer, son. <laughs> he said we need Google Chrome, bro. We need Google Chrome. Tom is Internet Explorer. Oh Damn. my man. Oh man, I-, I like that call. I like that call, man. <laughs> Ah, 
Ah, man. Okay. <laughs> Picks for Timmy says five. That's a five star call. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Yo, actually... yo, yo, yo! Just for that dialogue called Tips into the Explore from that dialogue. That's a new nickname. Into the Explore. Yo, yo, dialogue Tips. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Man, man, you know the dialogue. Yeah. Oh my. AOL tip. Oh my god. Oh man. Yeah, call me AOL. It's an explore. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm trying to defend Tibbs a little bit, but I can't even get my thoughts straight. Okay, so as much I'll say this. I don't always agree with with Tibbs lineups and his playing choices. But he is like what the eleventh he had does have like the eleventh best record in the NBA. One coach the rear last year. So I'm not gonna throw the whole Tibbs baby out with the bathwater. I know we're having a struggling season, but you know, there's a lot of circumstances to consider this season. Um, Mitch, Mitch, Mitch gaining weight, Mitch not being in shape is a huge deal for us. Why we're losing this season. Noel also has not been healthy, and he was the guy who really played well for us last season when Mitch was down, and he's. What he, how many games has Noah played? Like five or six games? Yeah, he's been out most of the season. Right, so it's it's pretty hard to to kind of uh, sustain some type of what's the word I'm looking for? Consistency. Consistency, yeah. <clears throat> if we having players who were we relied on last year, kind of in and out on the lineup. So yeah, I don't. I there's certain things I do blame tips for or like i want tips to do i want him to make decisions faster so i want him to be more experimental and honestly recently i feel like he has been more experimental so even though we're losing these games he's losing he's losing he's been experimenting more over the last few weeks than i've seen him do all last year so i'm i'm not going to kill tibbs he he brought us to the playoffs for the first time in a long time last season so i'm i'm gonna try to ride him out i'm gonna try to ride him out yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not on the you know get Thibs out of New York bandwagon yet. But the only beef I have with Thibs really is just the fact that he doesn't give the young guys a chance. Because sometimes, like I said, yeah. it depends with Thibs. Some young guys he give a chance to, some guys he don't. Right. But my thing is, but my thing is, you know how some coaches, like say for example, um, a Popovic or a Nick Nurse or somebody like that. If they if they see like their team is struggling, you know they'll give a young guy a chance that don't get much playing time. Right. They'll, they'll put him in a game to see how he does and this and that. And then if he performs well, they'll continue to use him and have that player develop. And it's like with Dibs, it's like Dibs is just kind of stuck in his ways where it's like if he's not fond of a rookie, he won't play him. And sometimes I'm like, yeah. when, when I see the when I see the Knicks struggle, I'm like, why not throw in Grimes for a few minutes? Why not throw right. Grimes for a few right. minutes? See what they can do. Right. You know, like the, the game is getting out of hand anyway. Exactly. So that's the that's that's my main beef with Thibs. But like you said, like Thibs um got the Knicks to the playoffs um last year, the first time in a long time we've been there, and I'm not gonna give up on him yet. But you know, if things continue to go bad, you know, eventually you're gonna have to move on. 
Yo, Ryan, did you see the the steak video, bro? Yeah. Oh yeah, I I I sucked today because I ate some bad steak. It was pretty good though. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> bruh. That's my bro pick for the day. For those of y'all know what a bro pick is, bro picks are the worst plays of the week or something dumb that happened. That was the dumbest thing I saw all week. Evan Fournier blaming the steak <laughs> for, his, <laughs> for his bad play. <laughs> he was bad before the steak. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But, oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Ryan. I definitely agree with you. The game, the, the state game, I definitely felt like Grimes should have got into the state game for sure because Evan Foyne just looked awful. And even the things yeah. we've seen with Obi right now, what he's actually setting picks and rolling to the basket, and that was his strength. Like I'm still perplexed that we've only I've only seen Obi set two picks and dive I think twice last year, and that was his greatest strength in college. So that still kind of perplexed me, and I'm glad we're doing that more this year. So yeah. I, I I agree with you, and I do agree that even last year when Obi was having great games, he took him out way too fast. So I'm glad we're actually starting to see more of that this season, more of Obi and more of a turnaround. But I, I agree, I agree with I agree with all the points, you, all the points you just said, Ryan, for sure, for sure. Paxton, and I see some people in the comments, you know, especially Lou Richter saying stop sugarcoating tips, like yo, what you want us to do, like son, we are. We are kind of criticizing Thibs for his performance. We're not saying Thibs is the best coach in the world or nothing like that. Like, we are criticizing Thibs, but I'm saying that based on last season, he does deserve some leeway. I mean, yeah. come on now. We can't, we can't just be replacing coaches every freaking year. Yeah, exactly. There has to be some, has to be some type of continuity. There has to be some type of continuity. You can't just be replacing yeah. coaches every damn year like that. Yeah, everything's like, not Yeah, everything's not diamonds and everything's not trash. Sometimes it's nuance and... That, and that's that's the thing. You got sometimes you gotta look at things as nuance and Tibbs is, is a nuanced coach. Uh next caller up, we got Mike from Michigan. Mike, let her, let us know what you want to talk about, Mike from Michigan. Hey gentlemen, good evening. Appreciate appreciate you taking my call. It's my first time calling in, but uh, I've been following the show for a minute. Absolutely. So, Shout out to yeah, you, Mike. You. Gunshots for you, Mike. Thanks for calling in. <laughs> yeah, so first thing I wanna talk about is uh you know, uh the whole tips thing. I'm just gonna touch on that real quick and, and, and keep it moving. These guys that called in saying fire tips, man, they must not have been around for uh, the Isaiah years. Terry Brown, tell them and the Fizdale, <laughs> oh lord, and all that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, man. I, I don't even take them serious as Knicks fans when they when they start talking that fire tips because I mean this this guy had a roster that was just thrown together last year and, and took it to the playoffs. Now right. we actually got young talent on the roster. And he's got to, you know, in the front office, you know, we still got guys, you know, who pay Randall, and mm-hmm. then we still got the older guys. So, I mean, at this point, I feel like our, our roster, it, it's a fluid roster. You know what I'm saying? We we got to transition from from some of the older guys to the mm-hmm. younger guys. I can you can see the way it's put together that 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 would seem to be the logical plan. They're gonna phase the young guys in over the next hopefully yep. year or so, mm-hmm. and we should be good to go from there. Then you can start looking at what type of jobs, what type of job Tibbs is doing. Once you know, once they start phasing those young guys, then I mean that's where I'm at with that. Yeah. Um, as far as mm-hmm. loss today, man, I hate losing. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, I, I, I've been I've been rocking we I've been rocking with them for a minute, so this is one of our better one of our better years compared to like I said, I've been back since the Larry Brown years and Isaiah. All <laughs> oh, the Larry Brown years. I, man, I, I can handle this. 
know, we can pee. I feel you, you man. Know? We hover around 500. Uh, oof, that's, that's yeah. I feel you. I mean, he, you know, it's it's the roster thing. He got to we got to figure out how to get these, how to get the right chemistry, and, and get our guys going. Uh, last thing I'm gonna say, I'm gonna keep it moving, man. Uh, I'm not a Randall hater. I appreciate what the man did. Mm-hmm. We did pay him for services rendered, though. <laughs> oh, he's looking like he's ready. We, we paid that man, so it's not like it's not like we doing him bad if we you know decide to get rid of him in the off season and and, and clear the way for Obi. I think that's the move, man. Not to dog him or nothing, but I just think that's the move. We got a young boy that when he comes in the game, the ball moves better. He's more explosive. Seems like everybody, you know, feeds off his energy. I mean, hey, Randall, he, he held us down. But, uh, you know, like I said, sir, we paid him for services rendered. It might be time to look at that in the office. That's all I got. So thanks again. Yo, thank you, man. Thanks for the call. Shout out to the call. <laughs> Yo, oh man! Paid him for <laughs> services rendered. Yo, this, yo, this, the cars tonight are creative as hell. <laughs> creative, creative. Paid him for services and, rendered. Um, yeah, and um, I don't know. I, I don't know why I feel like arguing with the um people in the chat, but um, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing. You, this has been you for years. So just go ahead, right? <laughs> But Lou, I'm sorry to say that is a dumbass example. Because how many years Casey, how many years the Raptors gave Casey before he was fired and nurse was hired? Come on now, Tips has only been here for a year, and you got any call it for his head? How many years did Casey coach the Toronto Raptors before they fi- finally Ryan, fired him and, Ryan, and hired nurse? Come Ryan, on now. Ryan, before you go Ryan what? G, if I didn't know Ryan G, G stands for for gangster. Before you go all Ryan G on him, right? Read the comments so people so we know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's not comparable. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just saying read the comment because you're just going off and no and like uh-huh. especially somebody's on sound on SoundCloud listening because we're on SoundCloud as well. You going off, but no one knows what you're talking about, Ryan. So what do you, <laughs> read the comment before you respond? Is what I'm saying. No, he's saying the Raptors fired Casey and hired Nurse, and look what happened. They won a championship because the coach gets you to the playoffs once in like ten years. Don't give him a free pass. Stop it. I'm like dog. Using the wrong type of example. This has been here for only a year and you're calling for his head, but how many years did the Raptors give Casey before they finally fired him and gave Nurse a chance? It's not a comparable. It's not a comparison. It's not valid. Yeah. The, the Knicks have a high turnover so of coaches. And listen, we need some consistency here. So, um, and I'll say this too as well. I don't know people, some people who are kind of down on Randall. And listen, OB is looking very, very promising. Very promising. I think it's a, I think it's still a little early to kind of like give Obi the keys. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's still it's still a little bit early to give Obi the keys. Um, yeah, because like I, oh so sorry, but um I was just saying that yeah, because like I said, there's still flaws in Obi's game where he still needs to like he still needs to develop a jumper. I think that's the first and foremost thing, and then I think once he develops the jumper, and then he and then he incorporates that into into the game he has already with the cutting to the basket and finishing out the rim and things of that nature, then I think we can discuss OB actually getting the keys and possibly moving him into the starting lineup. Right. And, and for me, when I look... Here's the thing I worried about when KP was in. I keep using this as an example. To me, here's kind of what makes you a superstar or a friend superstar or somebody who can like create shots for others. Because as of now, 
when I feel like when I think of a guy who can run a team who can be the guy, I think of a guy who can create shot for others. What can OB do that can create shot for others? Is is the question. Right? Like when you can demand double teams, when you can take when you can take advantage of mismatches and cause people to kind of like collapse the defense because you're just causing that much havoc and that much attention, that's when I feel like you start to go, hmm, you know what? Uh, this might be a man who needs to be paid. This might be a man who can be the franchise player of the team. That's like, and that's like on the lower level. You know what I'm saying? That's like on lower level. Like, and then on top of that, then it's like the you can make everybody else better. You can pass the ball consistently to everybody else and, and take advantage of those double teams. I, I think that's what you really need to start to see to say, okay, Obi, you have the keys now. You know what I'm saying? But um, he is is looking promising for Obi. Is is definitely looking promising for Obi. I like the way I like the way he's developing. And um, man, man, my my man really sent me back when he said Larry Brown. Man, he he got me back. He got me. He sent me back. Yo, Nate Robinson still hates Larry Brown till this day. To this day, Ryan, he hates Larry Brown. To this day, man, it's like he does not like that man, yo. Nah, man. I think I think I think pretty much every coaching job Larry Brown has had in the NBA after the after the Sixers was pretty much downhill. Like the guys can't stand him. Right, and I, they love Isaiah too, because Isaiah, as much as Isaiah would cause havoc and lawsuits and stuff, Knicks players seem to love Isaiah, but nobody likes Larry. Yes, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> oh man. Shout out to yourself. Hold on. I, I got got Fritz up next. But before Fritz comes on, shout out to everybody who's rocking in with the KOT show. Shout out to uh, the guys listening. If it's your first time listening, he's he that like and subscribe button. And also, Wilton. Shout out to Wilton Menno. This is a $10 super chat or $9.99 super chat. He says, In Tiz, I trust KOT, best Knicks show on the planet. Gunshots for you. Wilton Menno for that $10 super chat. Um, and salute to you. I'm sure he's wa- I'm sure he's watching this show with his KOT hat that he that he has. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Salute to you, Wilton. Next caller up, or is our own KOT's very own Fritz Alessandor. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What up? What up? What up? Hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, I've been I've been listening to this uh, the Julius Randall slander. It, it it's it really gets to me because like we're we're really judging we're judging a team that has zero movement. We did, we haven't had a real point guard to like handle things, and you're just judging just an imperfect system and how he's working this imperfect system. So yeah, yeah. I mean, if he had a, a better point guard, I'm sure the numbers would be a lot better. Like he like. When you have when you have good movement and you have a good system, it takes care it takes care of a lot of things, and yeah. I, I think a, a lot of the flaws are sticking out because just the system's so bad. And I, I'm not sure if that's just him. Uh, if if he just has to let someone I don't know be like the offensive coordinator, or I, yeah. I'm not sure. Wasn't that supposed to be Johnny Bryant? This doesn't seem like <laughs> I'm. Yeah, I, I thought he was. I, <laughs> I I thought John Bryant was that guy. Um, but Tim seems to want to coach one side, and, and that's defense. And, and I'm not sure what's happening on offense. I, I wish I wish we had a clear view of what's going on there. If 
are the, are the players just going out there and they just can't run a play? Or is just kids just running bad offense? I, I just don't know. Right. Like, I just, yeah. I'm just not sure what's going on. <clears throat> It's it's weird because the third so, quarter, the first unit looked very good in the third quarter. Like it seemed like they were moving the ball better. It seemed like they're more energized, and it baffled me. I was like, "Where was this? Where was this in the first quarter?" Like, where's mm-hmm. so, because I was starting to lose yeah. faith. Because at, at first, I'm thinking, "Oh, the second unit just has the athleticism to keep up with these Raptors, and maybe that's why it's what's happening." But then you look, you look at the first unit, and they actually had another gear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not sure of what's going on. It's, 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 this has been the Knicks, this has been the Knicks, like, calling card for, like, the last few years, and they just haven't been able to get it together. Like, usually it's, hey, we can, we can bring in a guy to install an offense, or, and it's just no, nothing, nothing's working. Yeah. I, and it, is it the IQ of the players? Because sometimes you have players who just, you know, you know, they feel their way through the game. You have players who can, like, be very technical, but nobody's doing, like, doing those, you know, cuts, and nobody's doing right. running off screens. I, I'm i just not sure why are we not seeing it. Uh, it's just... Yeah. That's, that's, you, know, you know? Yes, that's a good point. It's like that... Yeah. That mixed with, the, like you said, the bo- the point guard play. Like, we don't have, really have ball handlers. Like, we've made moves in the off season to get people... To take the ball out of Randall's hands, so he doesn't have to work as hard, so we can have other playmakers making plays for everybody. Like that was supposed to plan, and that plans, you know, we've abandoned ship on that, and that's a lot of what we're seeing right now. So, I don't really blame him for everything. It's 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 the it's the system. It's the it's it's, it's a lot. It's a little bit of everything. There's no one answer. There's like six answers, six or seven answers to why this thing is getting weird. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to throw something right quick. Oh, sorry, Fritz. Um, I just want to throw something right quick, too. Um, Yeah, it's hard to tell just for the simple fact that, you know, you have times where it's like the first unit, like, there's no there's no chemistry. Like, it's just, you know, guys doing ISO and or, and then passing the ball the last minute, whatever the case may be. But then there's times, like Jay said, in the third quarter tonight where they're passing the ball around fluidly and everything. So it's hard to tell whether it's the system or if it's the players because they're not – they're inconsistent. Right. Yeah. Uh, also, another point I, I've been like everybody's been going crazy with the trade machine. Um, first off, Ran- uh, Randall can't be traded this year, so you can throw that out the out the window. Um, uh, se- secondly, everybody's been been talking about getting going to Portland and thinking we're going to get one of the best point guards in the league. Oh, Damian Lillard. Well, what are you gonna do? What what what, what are you gonna do with Lillard once you get him? Like, if if you have to trade it, the whole team to get him, you're basically saying that Randall is enough to be the guy. Like, Randall's enough to be one of two. I... You know, um, you know what I mean? If, if if Randall was good enough to be one of two, it, it would be better than this right now. I just. I just don't see. I just don't see the Knicks going out, um, getting Lillard at this point because Randall has shown that he just can't carry us. So I'm, I mean, I mean, you need two guys who can carry the team. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things happening. Oh, first, first, 
first um Lillard, he's gonna command like an insane amount of money. He's thirty six right now, so that kind of worries me. Second, they the the the, the Portland Trailblazers came out and said they're not trading him, and he and so that's dead. <laughs> So that's really dead. Yeah, I think so too. I, I, I don't think I don't think the Knicks can really do much with him. like it, it, what you just have Lillard with. I, there would be nothing left. <laughs> yeah, there would, there would literally be nothing left. And to the people, there's so many girls like, oh no, we won't give him this. No, he is a premium. He is a premium product. Yeah, it's like going to Lamborghini dealer and you're like, I have enough for a Toyota. And right. yeah, it's like get out. Like it, it, it's they're, they're not gonna budge. Like he he, he when, when if Portland wants to shut it down, they want enough stuff to like rebuild the team. And once one of those type of players goes, it's gonna cost you way more than you think it would because it's a premium product. It's it's like buying something that is. Brand new off the lot cars, right? Or used cars, right? Or good used cars. <laughs> yeah, the new car. Yeah, and so he's gonna cost a lot. So yeah, and he's not even on the trade market. Yeah, so, so it's I, not. He's he, they shut it down. He's like, yeah. oh, we're not trading him. I was like, okay, well, that's the end of that. <laughs> I, I mean, for the for the Knicks, I'm okay. I'm okay with the Knicks at some point this year and saying, hey, let's just go develop. Like at one point. If we hit the 40, 40, you know, 40 game mark, and we're at 500, it's like, hey, let's just go for 500, and just let, just let IQ rock, and let, you know, just, just let, you know, the young guys take a more prominent role, and let's just squeak into the playoffs. Right. I mean, this is gonna if, be. If we're gonna be a 500 team, if we're gonna be a 500 team, I'm okay with that. I mean, that's what projected to be, honestly. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, and here's the thing: I mean, Tom is not going. If we're a 500 team, Tom is going to be play the best players that he thinks is going to win this game. So, and ultimately, if he's playing, if he's playing IQ, if we're in the mix for the playoffs, especially considering how tight the East is right now, if we're in the mix, they're going to play. And I mean, and especially, and if they start, if they're playing more, that means Tom's think that they can win with. He can win with them. It's not going to be some development thing. Trust me, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. like it's gonna be like oh, IQ yeah. is getting better, Obi's getting better. This is our best chance to win. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I do have a question though because I was thinking about this the other day. So, <clears throat> you know, when Thibs decided to bench Kemba and go at Burke at starting point guard. So my thing is this now. So if you're gonna really bench Kemba and be like, ah, right, you know, we're done with Kemba and we're gonna put Burke in starting lineup, to me it's like. All right, so if this is the case, why not just start IQ then and see what IQ can do as a starting point guard then? If you're just gonna bench Kemba, you know, let's see what IQ is made of. Uh, IQ instead of Burks. Yeah, as, as a starting point guard, because we already know IQ is gonna be here for the foreseeable future, and you're trying to develop him into a point guard, right? Yeah. So if you're gonna bench Kemba, why not throw IQ in the starting lineup as a starting point guard to see what he can do? I mean, offensively he works, but you know what it is with you know what it is with Tom. Tom likes big guards, point blank. Period. That's really what it is. Yeah. If, if IQ was, uh, if IQ was Alec Burke's height, if IQ was like six five, he would he would start IQ. I feel like he would start IQ. 
in a heartbeat because IQ's been ball hawking, IQ's been hitting threes, and IQ actually seems a little bit more dynamic in his mm-hmm. dribble penetration and creating for other people to, than Alec Burks com- is. But Tom wants that stability on the defensive end because he feels like he feels like we lost something in, in losing um, Reggie Bullock. And mm-hmm. he, he sees that our defense is not what it was last season, and he feels like our, his best chance of salvaging any type of defense is to have Alec Burks a big guard start. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, no, don't get me wrong. I definitely understand as to why he started Burks. Mm-hmm. But my whole thing is, to me, it don't make sense from the standpoint of, okay, you're going to bench Kemba, who we thought was going to be our starting point guard, and then you have a guy on the bench who's a second-year player who you're projecting to be hopefully a starting point guard someday. So it's like, why not just throw him into the fire then if you're going to bench Kemba? Right. I feel you. I, I, because I, because of the defense, man. He likes his big guards who play defense, man. That's that's really what it is. And, like, yeah. if, if, if Evan Fournier – and I feel like if Evan Fournier was more defender, then maybe he would, he would take more of a chance. Because, like, like I said, from the beginning, when we, things started going awry – between Kemba and Fournier, we had to separate those guys. Like we had to, like we was not going to be able to to get by um, with with Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker b- both playing defense that bad, and them both not contributing on the offensive end. Like we had to separate them. Like that was the only real way. And and for me, for IQ to start a point guard, he would have to start a defender at shooting guard. He would have to. Yeah. He would have to be like a Grimes or even Burks or something. Like he could. For for it to make sense in Tom's brain, but but then when you start talking about that now now you're really getting into the politics of the situation of 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 young guys starting over vets and and uh, paychecks and money wasting on the bench and things of that nature. That's when he starts getting really crazy at the politics. <laughs> yeah, Burks is not a point guard. He's not a true point. He's not a true point guard. He's a stopgap point guard. He's a guy who can make plays sometimes. And he can hit the three, and he can play decent. He can play a decent defense. And now that he's playing longer minutes, the defense is not as dynamic, but it's still better than what was uh, given to us before. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yo, good show. This, this show kind of ran longer than I expected to, because because the callers, yeah. the callers really came through today, and. and Showed out, gave us a good points, got some good one-liners. I might have to cut. We got a few games. I might have to cut up some of these calls and post them on KOT because y'all had some good ones today. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so look, look out, look out on YouTube. I have to cut up some of these phone calls and post them on on the KOT show. All right. But thank y'all for calling. Thank you all for watching, man. If you like the show so far, please hit that like and subscribe button. Next game up is a barn burner. Who do we have next? Mm-hmm. Let me see. Do we have do we have the Bucks on? I might have rubbed this out. Do we no, have the, no, I think yeah, the Bucks is the the game after the next game. Um, I gotta look at the next schedule. Okay. It, it's it's a team. It's it's a team with the under five hundred record though. Okay, hold on a second. Let me look that up quickly. Because I have a whiteboard that has all the games, but I feel like there's a smear there, so I'm not sure if it got rubbed out by accident. Oh wait, Bucks, no. Next is the Bucks. Bucks on Sunday. Woo! Yeah. The Bucks on Sunday. So Sunday, <laughs> noon game. Mind you. Oh, matinee. Uh oh. You already, you already, you already know what it is, man. Those matinee games are different. 
Yep. So buckle up. The only thing I know for sure is that Julius Randle gets up for the Bucks. Every time yep. we play the we play the Bucks win or lose, Randle he show he gives maximum effort from start to finish. So I know he's gonna show up. So yeah, we got Bucks. Then the Warriors. Then we the oh man, Bucks. It's it might get nasty, guys. Yeah, Bucks, Warriors, and Rockets are playing good right now. So that's that's not a runover game. That is not a runover game. The Bucks, Warriors, then Rockets, and then the Celtics. So it's buckle up, guys. You're gonna have to win some games that we're not supposed to win. Yeah. And then we got the Pistons. A little bit of breather. A little breather. Yeah, Wizards not a Wizards not a breather either. Wizards, <laughs> Wizards are definitely not a breather. I mean, I think yeah. they've been sputtering a little bit lately. But, yeah, but still, but still but, good. They're still good. Yeah, they're still good, yeah. Hawks. You already know what that is, the Hawks. Timberwolves. Yeah. Timberwolves been playing better, too, like recently. So that's not even a, that's not even a runover game, either. None of, yeah, we got to lace up our sneakers for these games. Then we got Pistons, Thunder. Oh, man. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckle yeah, up, yeah. guys. Buckle yeah, up, yeah, guys. Schedule's going to be kind of rough. <laughs> Buckle up. December is when we find out what's good. <laughs> All right? December is when we find out what's good. We might, listen, if things get crazy, we might, we might start to see Grimes in them earlier than we think. All right? So buckle Word. up. Next game is Sunday. I'm, I'm pretty, you're going to be available. I'm, you're usually available Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, yeah, Sunday will be available. All right. I know Raw has been, like, rebuilding his whole house and stuff, so I don't know if he's going to be available Sunday or not. But if not, we'll hold it down either way. Um, And, yeah, see you Sunday. Guys, Ryan, let him know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at SirGisChillin'. is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G-K-O-T. All right. All right. You can also find me or us or at uh, the K-O-T show on Twitter. You can find us on the Nick of Time show on Instagram. We try to get to those 10K followers. Man, I've been, we've been hovering around that 9,000 for a minute, man. We trying to get over that hump. To get to that 10K. Yeah, come on. Tell, tell your friend. Oof. Tell a friend to tell, tell a friend. Now. Yeah, tell your friend yeah. who ain't following us already. Tell them to follow us. We can hit that 10K, right? Please, Yo, follow us, man. If you can follow us in any places. I'm, we cool on Twitter. I, I, I appreciate the Twitter. So like and subscribe to YouTube and follow us on Instagram. If we get that 10K swipe up, we, we getting there. We getting there. I'm, I, if we get the 10K, I'm doing a giveaway, man. I'm doing a giveaway at 10K. That's a fact. All right. Also, you know, the blog at the nicktimeshow.com. You can also get these KOT snapbacks at uh, the nicktimeshow.com slash catalog. Okay. All righty then. That is our show. And as always, you know what we do. Shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, all right? That is our show. We are out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,